those ovaries out. Hey. Hey. Yeah. This is the intro to the Trees Falling Wood podcast, which is going to happen very shortly. Just to let you guys know, we've got a couple shows coming up. August 5th, I'll be at Comics Comedy Club. And you want me to take over while you burp or whatever you're no, doing? No, no, I totally forgot what I was saying. Cause I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm tired, nigga. No, I'll be in a, no, I'll, I'll be at um, Comics Comedy Club at Foxwood Casinos for the um, last comics, comics yeah, 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 last comics, con- uh, yeah, that contest, last comics yeah. con- standing contest for um, season five. All right, listen, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. I'll be there August fifth at around eight p.m. I'm also doing a show over in the Norwich area. On August 8th, I'll be at Pistol Pete's in August, on August 8th at in Norwich, Connecticut. Also, August 14th, I'll be over in Joker's Wild again, um, doing a showcase that's hosted by Dean Rivera. That's in uh, New Haven. In New Haven, Connecticut, yep. And um, the intro to the show, I guess, uh, it's been a minute, uh, been busy as hell working and stuff like that. Um, we just talk about a lot of random things in this one. It's going to be a real fun one. We actually, we actually talk about a, uh, our first, what, first non-friend. Yeah. First confirmed, randomly, uh, a per- person who randomly found us, fan, right of what we do here. Yeah, so I mean it's great. So we talk. We uh, this one is entitled uh, Oregon Amy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Amy in Oregon. Yeah, uh, we talk about a lot. You know, we go to our wheelhouse race, crazy <laughs> stuff that's happening. You know, me sort of trying to wake up. Um, other than that, sure now what's to say? Yeah. Should we advise them to get hoes or? I mean, they already know about getting hoes and shit. Should we get these hoes? I get them all the time. So let's get these hoes. Nigga. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast with myself, Rob Santos, and Jeff Deldona. Forgive me, people. <clears throat> I've been sleeping all day. I woke him up. Yeah, I was knocked. With a blowjob. That was that nice? I mean, I remember my girl did that for me. <laughs> Never. Yeah, no, no girl. That, that's not a real thing. That doesn't happen in real life. That's no. only in porno movies. That's, no, actually, even then. Ratchet Society does that. Oh, for real? Yeah, you know, like like a lot of... Uh, hey, you gotta go to work. Like, yeah, Puerto Rican women do that. Yeah. For real? Oh, hell yeah, Puerto Rican... Port, listen, Puerto Rican women are notoriously known for being fucking crazy... And taking care of their men. You know what's funny? Uh, that Puerto Rican people. I, from I might be able to corroborate that. Listen, it's a stereotype. That's the fucking truth. Any Puerto Rican woman who, which is our target audience, are just yeah. um, homely Puerto Rican women. No. no <laughs> it's like they basically they take care of their men. That's what they always they've always had that sort of mentality ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, my abuela, she would take care of me all the time. She was the matriarch of the family. Yeah. She made every, made sure everybody ate, all this and that. That's just sort of what they've done. Mm-hmm. And then that gets passed on from generation to generation. And every every now and then you get people that sort of break from that mold and, you know, become yeah. feminists and shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, but no, but like, no, but this, it's pretty much like a cultural thing like that. I don't think that's even a stereotype. That's just kind of like a cultural thing. Well, that's, I mean, you know, again, a stereotype is something that like, there are good ones and there are bad ones. That are, and, and really most people, or a lot of people would say, well, they're all bad, but not really. I mean, you know, it, 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 stereotypes become stereotypes kind of for a reason, unless it's something like, oh, you know, all minorities uh, steal. It's like, no, no, no. No, they do. Some do. 
Not all of them. It's right. just they get caught. They get, they, yeah, they get caught. They do it. They don't do it as efficiently as uh as white people. Yeah. Like it's funny because white collar crime. Yeah, because when you see like a TV, show, like they'll make a movie out of of a, of a white cat yeah. burglar. <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah, will. They make it. George Clooney and Matt Damon can break into a casino, yeah. and that's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it was like a Puerto Rican dude knocking over a Spanish store, that <laughs> yeah. shit, that movie would be like ten minutes long. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Be right there. Yeah, yeah. like. And then yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just like that wouldn't there would be no fucking movie because <laughs> yeah. Spanish people have no tact. Bodega's <laughs> eleven. Yeah, you know what I mean. But this hit me out. Get you wise. We're gonna go ahead and then like that's my Mexican voice, man. Like, We're gonna steal and then like right in that premeditation they go to the fucking store right before they go in. It's like. It's like, ah, mean, ah. Well, you walked in with ski masks on. Yeah, so, like, so like, who, exactly. Like, who would be the, oh, that's so funny. Like, who would be the Puerto Rican version of George Clooney and the Puerto Rican version, the Spanish version? Well, of, no, the, uh, that was not the Puerto Rican version. The Spanish certainly, version. Certainly the Spanish version is uh, Antonio Banderas. I think so, oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He'd be, okay, so he's, so he'll be Spanish George Clooney. Yeah. So who would be Spanish? Matt Damon. Yeah, or, and Spanish um, Brad Pitt. I mean, that's Enrique Iglesias, oh, but he boy. can't act. No, no Enrique um, Iglesias will be Matt like Damon. Spanish Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Okay, but, but he can't act. He's been in movies. Yeah, but he's kind of like that dude. And then, um, and then, and then sp- for Brad Pitt... Spanish Brad Pitt would be... Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. shit. No. <laughs> oh, fucking Christ. The guy would make like fucking Lifetime movies and shit. That and like Codename Wolverine had nothing to do with Wolverine. It was on yeah. Fox for some reason. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then they cut the movie in the middle of showing it on Fox. They yeah. just like, we're just going to get another programming because yeah, we don't know yeah. one watching this. Who would no, be? not him. Who would be? Okay. Damn. Uh, who's like a prominent Hispanic? I was like, I was going to say for Matt Damon, Michael Pena, but oh, Michael Pena is more like comedy. Uh, I mean, he does dramatic stuff too, but you know, he's not like traditionally like. Is that the guy from Ant-Man? He is an Ant-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's funny. He's funny. Uh, oh, Luis Guzman <laughs> as Luis, the Brad Pitt. <laughs> who's that? Luis Guzman is uh, that dude. He's, okay, he, he's that, uh, the Puerto Rican guy that's in every movie. Uh, he, he he has the, the T-H accent. Uh, oh, man, hold on, I gotta look this guy up. He was in Boogie Nights. He was in... Oh, yeah, but he's, he's not as he's attractive, not good, He's not though. a good-looking guy. No, no, he'd be like, he, he'd be, um, he'd be Spanish Bernie Mac. Okay. Yeah, he could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd right. be Spanish Bernie Mac because he could fly off at the hand. I like, kind of forgot Bernie Mac was in that movie. Yeah, it's like it's among other things too. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, like so, like well, who would be Spanish? I'm Spanish Brad Pitt. I mean, you, Antonio Sabato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, might no. as well. Or that dude that did that. Yeah. Rico. Oh, that fucking stupid ass song. Remember that shit, Gennaro or some shit like what was his name? The song was Rico Suave. Yeah, 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 yeah. But his name was, I think his name was Gennaro. I thought his name was like Phil Knight or no, some shit. No, I don't think so. Um, God, are, are there no like big time Hispanic As, male leads? Yeah. There's got <laughs> to be one. I mean, like aside from Antonio Banderas. Yeah, one. but see, with him. And even though, him, his career's, you know, waning a little. Well, I mean, that's because he has the problem. He's getting older. Much. Yeah, he does. He did that those that kid series, that kind of Spy Kids. Spy yeah. Kids kind of helped keep him going too. You know, yeah. which was I heard those were great movies. I mean, obviously not my demo. Yes, but. I mean, I never watched them either. You know, I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like I love Robert Rodriguez to a point because when he does his non kitty stuff, it's I I enjoy it quite a bit. From Dust Till Dawn is one of my favorite movies of all, if not my favorite movie. Wait, I mean that's what um that's With what um Clooney. Yeah, Clooney, yeah. but um who wrote that though? I was Tarantino thinking. wrote it. Yeah, and he had Rob Rodriguez yeah, directed. Okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, it was a white man controls it, right? No. Mm-hmm. Uh 
No, but no, for real, like, <laughs> can't, I can't, for the life of me, I don't know. Okay, Spanish Brad Pitt would be Brad Pitt himself. Playing a Spanish guy? Yeah, playing a Spanish guy because they couldn't okay. find anybody. They could put that Benjamin Button, like, type, like, make him a Hispanic guy. Exactly, exactly. Like, the same way, like, they do for, like, who, who's a, who's a fuck, who's some blatant disrespect, like, that, um, that, <laughs> that uh, the last airbender, like, that shit. Okay, that, we're that, talking about this again. Yeah, that blatant disrespectful <laughs> ass fucking movie. Oh, my God, that fucking movie. Dude, I don't, I'm telling you, there's gotta be, like, someone who's in their mid to late 30s who's Hispanic and is a, a an A-list star oh i know who i know who rob santos this guy over that here. guy yeah 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 i would early, know 30s. early 30s kind of sort of yeah but there isn't anybody man there's like that's the crazy part that's why they get british actors to, to play, play like yeah. yeah that's why i love it i love watching white people we don't even have good american white actors yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly and i love it mm. i love it oh i love it for me it makes me feel good it warms my fucking heart I know anything that takes us down a peg yes yeah, so I, I love it because they get mad and shit and it's like why don't y'all just get better huh yeah. get it huh that's what y'all tell us why don't you that's get it right <laughs> you know why don't you fire, why don't you make a coalition or some shit you know come together listen it's gonna be to the point where we're gonna have to do what we have to do to survive you know might end up I don't know selling some drugs or something yeah, seriously. and get into the rap game that's the, the that's the path I mean, if you look at rap now, this is the craziest nah. shit. Now, this, this okay. is this is speaking of Puerto Ricans and stuff and okay. Spanish people, which is great. I love how we talk about we talk about everything on this yeah. fucking thing. Now, this is one thing too. Now, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Is um, I I was at the stand, and in the vending machines, there are you have all different types of bottles of sugar, mm -hmm. yeah. Coke, Pepsi, right? There's Dr Pepper, mm -hmm. and on the bottle of a Dr. Pepper, like, you know, the wrapping of it, you know, the advertising stuff, is Romeo Santos. Who I only recently learned is a celebrity. Just now, like, he just crossed over. From, wow. from what, though? He's like a, um, oh man, hold up. I got my my friend, my friend Carla, she she went to go Johnny see his Depp concert. Johnny Depp could play the, the yeah. Hispanic Oh, I was just thinking, yeah, Johnny Depp, yeah, there we go, Johnny Depp, and he was nowhere yeah. near white, I mean, nowhere near Spanish <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, but right, it's so funny. Romeo Santos. Romeo Santos, Santos, he fucking, yeah, he's crossed over, and it's, the crazy thing is, it's like, he's crossed over doing strictly Spanish music. I don't know if he's done any American stuff yet, but I know his music is very, very popular. He's, you know, he what, sells out what arenas. What style of music? Oh, man. Is okay. it? The merengue with the um, with um, the what's that weird instrument that like it's guitar based but it's like hold on let me ask my friend here like what style of music does his friend Romeo is Siri by the way does yeah no actually I wasn't even gonna ask that bro uh, yeah I was actually someone who listens to him because she's been to a couple of his concert yeah. Oh, yeah. I the only thing I mean, the only thing I know him from is his very popular Billboard oh, yeah. on I ninety one. What style of music does Romeo Santos do? Checking my sources. Oh, he's looking up Here's mail and shit. Fuck that shit. See, this broad is so awful. She doesn't listen to me just as much. <laughs> as... What style of music does Romeo Santos play? All right. Here's what I found on the web for what style of music is Romeo Santos play. They gave me nothing. Okay. Romeo Santos. No, I just, I just should have went to Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Which, because everything's right. He's from the Bronx. Oh, okay. he's like 34. He's like, oh, dude. He's, oh, yeah, Pachata and Latin. What's por Porchata? 
Bachata. What is that, dude? <laughs> he said bachata. It's bachata. Bachata. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's a it's a, um it's a cultural yeah. origins or Dominican Republic. It's mm-hmm. typical instruments are. Man, I'm about to fuck this up too. Like bachata guitar, electric bass, um, bongo drums, sort of like island type of music, you yeah, know that yeah, type yeah, of deal. Yeah. So um, bachata is a Latino genre of music that originated in Dominican Republic in the early parts of the 20th century, uh-huh. with the European and African descendants niggas you know and spread to other parts of Latin America and the Mediterranean Europe yeah. it became widely popular in the countryside and is in rural neighborhoods of Dominican Republic which is the entire island yeah uh, <laughs> its subjects are often romantic especially prevalent are tales of heartbreak and sadness so essentially this is the Spanish version of country uh-huh yeah you know talking about heartbreak and sadness <laughs> yeah. and shit like that Their especially yeah, ran away and yeah. left them right see the original term uh, was uh whom used to name the genre was uh oh amargue i'm so i'm so which is bitterness bitter music or blues music oh okay until a rather ambiguous and mood neutral term bichata became more became popular the form of dance bachata is also developed with the music so it's like a certain style of dancing yeah. and shit like that which one is do da do da do Yep. See, Carlos. Yeah. Which okay. one's that? Oh, that's that. Um, that's horrible music. That's yeah. the shit that's in like my neighborhood constantly. What's that called? That's not reggaeton, is it? I, is it? I think that might be. Might be. I might, I see, I'm that. just as white as you are right yeah. now. Because I don't like. Listen, Welcome aboard. Listen, it's so awful because that's when I know summer's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I yeah. hear that shit, like either so, either my car gets broken into, or I hear that same beat. Do, yeah. Do, 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 or or say, oh man, what was it? Yeah, basically that's what it is. It's like that same shit. I think what it is is that the listeners of that music during the winter understand that mostly people are hibernating and they're actually trying to be respectful, so they don't play it loud in the winter. Mm-hmm. When it's summertime, it's like let's fucking do this. Yeah. You know, loud as shit. Yeah. Open all your mm-hmm. windows. Oh, another one is like do. Isn't that kind of the same thing, though? Kind of. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. But the thing is, the only reason why it's awful is not because the music itself. It's yeah. because sometimes the people that play that shit are fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you, to, to, uh, well, full disclosure, everybody, I'm making uh, cocktails here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Rob's not going to have them. He's got to drive later. Yeah, I just woke um, up, so I don't know. Yeah. I haven't eaten yet. But no, but the cool thing about to go back to the Romeo Santos deal is the fact that I find it so amazing the fact that this man, Spanish man, has able to cross over to the masses. So yeah. I was like, there's this guy at my job, his name is Steve, he's a white man. Mm-hmm. I was like, Steve, I just want to let you know that we are making progress together in race relations. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, look at that bottle of, um, you know, Dr. Pepper that you're drinking. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a Spanish man on the cover of that Dr. Pepper, and you're drinking from it so freely and is nourishing you mm-hmm. and is making you nourishing. feel satisfied right well that's yeah. what it does <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. he goes <sighs> yeah it's like remember Puerto Rican man made you feel good about yourself just now <laughs> you know what I mean and I just I just love how that's happened like like we talk I talk a lot of shit about race I talk a lot of shit about it you know it may throw some people off because I honestly feel the reason why I talk about race as much is because I feel it's something that needs to be talked about there's so many things that need to be talked about yeah. but sort of racism and race or bigotry or whatever is in my wheelhouse because I wake up every single morning thinking about <gasps> 
white people gonna kill me today. You know what I mean? I, so I gotta do my best to not die from a white man. That's that's my sole purpose. You could it? also die from black people and Hispanic people, but and then Asian that, people. but that would be normal. I'm just trying not to make the ten o'clock news. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I like, see. but that's, you don't want to be part of a hate crime. No, no, not a, well. It's like you know, it's like go figure. It's like oh, like if someone like oh, you know, beige man was gunned down in the middle of the street by mm-hmm. another Puerto Rican man or black man. It's like oh, yeah. fair enough. That's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're doing what we're supposed to do which is mandated by the government that's what's supposed to happen what's not supposed to happen you know me being in the area that I shouldn't be in and being killed up by by, black, by a white policeman that's not supposed to happen mm-hmm. as you can tell on the television mm-hmm. but the thing is I find it amazing that Romeo Santos is starting to cross over or yeah. has possibly and for me it's because strictly of the type of music that he does like it's great music mm-hmm. I don't, you know you may not understand I don't understand Spanish which is probably one of my biggest regrets thus far in my life which mm-hmm. is something I need to get on top of mm-hmm. but just seeing that taking place it to me was amazing to see like legit like to see a white guy Mm. Drinking a Dr Pepper bottle. It's muy bien. Yes, muy, yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that was such a good tag. <laughs> oh, that was such a great tag. But, but it shows you how far we've come, though, as people. I mean, to see the us. I'm talking about like a the Spanish or Dominican man. I'm not sure what his, his racial background is, but to sort of see that to me, I find that to be so amazing. Like I got a good friend of mine. She's been to a couple of his concerts, and he's freaking awesome in concert. Like he sells the fuck out. Like he has, yeah, bitches going crazy. He's getting bitches lubed up. Uh-huh. You know, and I just find that to be so amazing because for the life of me, I don't know how Pitbull crossed over. Yeah, I don't either. I don't fucking know. Well, I don't know what happened. Over? Here's the thing. Like, okay, he he portrays, I guess, himself as like Dale. he's from wait, he's from Puerto Rico. No, or he's no, from he's, Miami. Okay, he's from Miami. He's he, Cuban, then no. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's Cuban. All right, but he's he, he like he, he seems to embrace the culture but then at the same time also not be very Cuban at all no because what he did was he started wearing old old white man pants yes and glasses so you couldn't see his freakish eyes yeah so he was making songs about drugs and shit like a song called Damn It Man or like he I I used to listen to a lot of his underground stuff and I used to listen to a lot of some of his titles that he released before Mm -hmm. he became pop star Mm -hmm. you know because he just basically does the same sort of you know like he doesn't do 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 he kind of does like some weird ass crazy beat and shit like that and then he just stomps his feet and then he just goes he has that weird crooked smile. He just and, talks, doesn't he? Yeah, it? and it's just like I, I, I couldn't for the life of me. Like, one, the, the thing is, one day I was right, I was in my car, I was driving along, I was listening to ESPN Radio, which is um almost a double, and I was listening to it. Yeah. And the Mike Greenberg from Mike and Mike was talking about how he was really excited to meet Pitbull. Mm. For like, what? I don't know. He's excited to meet Pitbull. Yeah. I was like, how the hell in this world has Mike Greenberg <laughs> been excited to meet a man who's probably been popular for about two years strong mm-hmm. at that time? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck did Pitbull do to cross over? I don't fucking know. I don't. If anybody. He's like a cartoon, isn't he? He's, he I don't know. He's, he's, he's just, just. He's yeah. fucking Pitbull. I don't. No, I don't get it. I'm trying to get it. Like I just don't get. Who else crossed People over? Are enamored with the fact that he leaves the s off of when he says dose. So he's like uno, do, uno, do. Oh yeah, dale, and yeah. just like I make I horrible know. music. But yeah. he used to make he used to make bad music 
on a lower level. Right. Now he's making bad music on a higher level. Yeah. I mean, the guy can rap. Like, if the dude was do some hardcore rap, he could fucking rap. Yeah. It was, uh, but then now he's done shit because now he has to be pop star. Yeah. He's got it now. What happened was, I hate to say it, bringing it back again. We did it, didn't we? Yep. White people Fuck. did it, man. That's why, yo, listen. That's why I don't go to Pepper's <clears throat> Pizza. Because every time I see white people jump on something, it's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> every, time, every time a large group of white people I like mean, something, it's like, I'm good. I just, because there's something wrong with it. There's something that is wrong with it. it. No, here's what it is. It's not just the idea of a large group of white people liking something. It's when a large group of white people embrace something that's not, like, typically, quote-unquote, white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when you, when you jump all over... Pitbull and go, oh, he's, he's our guy now, or whatever. That means something went wrong. That means that you means know? white people liked him. But and if it's something like, you know, I don't know, like some other, like a band that's not, uh, you know, hip hop or R&B or anything like that, like, right. I think you can go, like, oh, that, you know, that, that's probably pretty good, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could to a point, but even then, though, it's like, I just don't fucking get how Pitbull crossed over. Yeah. Like, I'm, for the life of me, like, I want to be, I want to be nice about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe because I'm fucking exhausted and shit. Really? I don't fucking know. Really, it's not, it's, it's just, anytime anything becomes huge and extremely popular, it loses something. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's got to, like, because it gets that way because people are like, oh, this is amazing, and then whatever it is, whether it be a band or maybe, like, a movie series or a TV show or something they have to start broadening their appeal and so it kind of dilutes the water a bit. Right. And, and uh, it just, I, I just find it to be so interesting because of that, you know, because of the fact that, like, I don't, I just don't, I find it interesting because I just don't get it, you know, like, I wonder, like, what was it that was actually done because a lot of times the, the media machine gets behind it or the people that are doing it, like, I think personally for me, this is just what I believe, especially being a part of, like, the entertainment industry on the low level that I'm on thus far, I personally believe that anybody can be a star. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody you got can. Talent, you sure. got talent. You got a little... You don't even need a lot. You need just you just need a look. You need to be found interesting. And you don't, yeah. Actually, you don't even fucking have to. None of that shit. Because Iggy Azalea is fucking <laughs> awful, right? But for some odd reason, this broad can go ahead and just be whatever the fuck it is that this broad wants to be. It's starting yeah. to seem like that's a flash in the pan situation. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's coming along. It's coming along soon. I can't wait. And it's, the cool thing about guy. it is... The cool thing about that is, just like her, she's been exposed. But the thing is, it almost feels like they can pick who they want. You know what I'm saying? Like they can honestly pick who yeah. it is that they want to be. Whoever, like they, like they, I think they picked Iggy to be. We want. We're gonna. Okay. Well, sure. Not, not you. No, not you. You're too short. No, not you. You. Let's yeah. your nose. Okay, you're all that's right. How it works. You know, and that's. I think that's what it is. Like, okay, you bitch, let's go. Yeah. And then they picked her. Right. And it's like, can you rap? No. You can now, and then well, so like, yeah. you know, and then like what happens from there is what's happening from there. From in my personal opinion, they just basically make her who it is, and like they and they what it is, they pop her up, and you know they get her a hit song, they put her on with some guy who's already popular, mm-hmm. and then boom, they get right through the main the media machine, and then yeah. they become this dude or become this person, and I'm like, wow, it's, if it's that fucking easy, because there's some guys I think that I've worked with that I, that happened too. You know, like, okay, we like you because you look like this. There's some comedians yeah. I know that in New York City that may not like other comics. It's like, well, we don't like... Ah. It's like people say, well, he's not as funny as the opportunities that he or she mm-hmm. is getting. Mm-hmm. And that's like that, you know? There's some people that really work bust their ass hard. I mean, that's why for me, I'm trying to do my blog and all this other different stuff. Like, maybe yeah. I, I, I would... But the thing is, to myself, in, in all honesty, I want to not be as funny as the opportunities that I'm getting. 
Okay. I want to be that guy. But no, but like I was saying, like, so when I look at a dude like Romeo Santos, who's a fucking beast, no, no less, and I see him cross over to become what he is, and I think he's been doing it in a truthful and honest way, to me, it gives me, it gives me hope about what shit can actually be in this world because mm-hmm. of the fact that a guy like that who plays amazing music mm-hmm. and is able to fucking and have, a, like, a white guy drink, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, legit, like, people are like, oh, black presidents. Like, no, there's a Spanish guy. On a fucking Dr. Pepper bottle. Mm. I mean, granted, Dr. Pepper is awful, and it's not as good as Coca-Cola. Not, no, no, Dr. Pepper is delicious. Mm. You're wrong about that. Okay, maybe um, you got no taste buds. No, I mean, I got all the I have all the taste buds I've ever had. So you know what it is, and I think this is this is another too. This like I think Dr. Pepper has a direct link to um, people who've been doing mass murders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking Dr. Pepper. It's got to be what it yeah, is. Yeah, there's like every at every scene there's always been a Dr. Pepper left over. Mm-hmm. An awful fucking drink. But yeah, pepper killer. Yeah, but no, I'm just saying, like, like it's just it's crazy. People suck. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right, let's. Like, what I, do you no, want? no, 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 because I don't get it. I don't get fucking pitbull. Yeah, I mean, you want to hear something funny? You ever hear this about pitbull? <clears throat> so a few years ago, maybe like two years ago, they uh, pitbull had a contest. I think it was like on his Facebook page or something like that. And it was like, hey, if you can... Um, Be as bad as me, I can put you on? Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. make you famous. Right. Just wear these sunglasses. So we don't have to see your weird eyes. Right. Um, no. I think he's an amphibian. Yeah, his gills are right yeah. next down above his eyebrows. No, he did a contest where it was like, if you can, if you... I forget what you have to do, but you have to do the most of something. And I will come and visit your Walmart. Any Walmart in the world. And what the people did was they rigged it like like pe- people voted or whatever it was like and they and they with the with the goal of sending pitbull <clears throat> to the farthest north walmart in the united states of america oh they did so that they sent him to alaska yes <laughs> and he fucking went oh man those yeah. people are so cruel that is so fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thank you United States of America <laughs> I fucking believe in this country again if they made this we can get mom, shit done if they made this nigga go all the way to fucking Alaska yeah, 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 God yeah. bless their hearts just, <laughs> they basically exiled Pitbull slow <laughs> that's a slow clap right there <laughs> yeah. that is arguably the greatest thing I've heard all day <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't hear about that no I, no I would have I would have mentioned it. That was more interesting about anything else that I just said in the past five minutes. Wow, they sent this dude. Credit to the American people, yeah. That is so awesome. Oh man, let's see. Oh, segue. I was thinking about something. Speaking of unspeakable shit. The world's been crazy lately. Uh-huh. Got Hogan. As it always is, yeah. Hogan taking his fucking America's dad. Yeah. Hogan. Is, uh, Hogan knows best, but not in this case. Yeah, Hogan's fucking the game up. Bill Cosby fucking the game, man. Uh-huh. The white guy from Lafayette, Louisiana, which no place anyone gave a fuck about, is fucking the yeah. game up. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the last time you said, oh, man, I hope everything in Lafayette, Louisiana is okay? Never. <laughs> I just assumed it would be. Yeah. NRA. I was talking to a gentleman the other day about the NRA, because he's really upset that he believes that the NRA is the reason behind it, which he had some valid points. Yeah. Um, in regards to the Lafayette, Louisiana thing. Yeah. Um... I mean, you can make jokes, it's sad, but, you know, maybe I can make a joke saying that the guy got mad at LeBron James' performance. I mean, 
He was, you know, but who, who cares, you know? Maybe um, Amy Schumer was shitty to him at a show one time. I, I don't know. But the thing is, it's, it's like I was talking to this dude about the NRA. Now, the thing is, I have no real political affiliations about nothing. My life consists of very, of three people, you know, yeah. myself, my girl, my kid. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's like, I keep it small. My whole my whole mantra in my life is don't be a fucking asshole. Right. You know, like, I don't, I don't consider myself Republican, Democrat, and then people that they want to put me in that box, like, yes. Well, Rob, you know you do. Yes. Well, Rob, yes. I'm just yes. Yes. I'm just yes and everything. Hey, Rob, we should get dinosaurs and um, make them eat the entire American public. Yes. Uh, we should, you know, go to Somalia and um, give those kids um, like half eaten crackers. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Like we. And then AIDS. Yeah. Yes. And then AIDS. Yes. You know, like I'm just like yes, yes, because I, it, it's ridiculous. But I, I really have no. I, I don't know. I just, I just like I, I'm chill, man. Like I, I try to be. I try to be chill. Yeah. Like I. Like, people actually hear me parent my child on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Which is something different and unique, yeah. which is someone actually spoke about, which is great when we got that feedback. Yeah, can I bring that up real quick? Yeah, yeah, real quick, go ahead. So we, we, we've confirmed that uh, we do have a, a fan who randomly found us, and uh, she lives in Oregon. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, man, I'm saying that. So she's an Oregon chick. Oh, Portland, yeah. holla. So, oh, so we've had three downloads in Portland, Oregon, thanks to, what was her name again? Amy, Amy Larson yeah. Beard. Yeah, Amy, Miss Larson, I just want to say much love to you, baby. Yeah, thank you so much, and we, you know we really appreciate the actual feedback. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you real quick how she discovered us, too, because she told us yesterday on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess one of my personal Instagram photos popped up in, in the like things you might like section of her Instagram, so she looked at it, and then she looked at my bio and looked at the rest of the pictures, and I guess realized that... Um, you, you, I was part of a podcast, so then, and, and which at the time I was just like, oh, this random person is really enjoying a lot of my photos or whatever. And then, like, a day or two later, I went on to the Trees Falling uh, Instagram and I was like, oh, she also liked these ones. Hmm. Maybe she yeah, know, heard of the show. And then yeah. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, Jeff's a part of the um, whole social media relations portion. Yeah. I, I do the actual nuts and bolts. I'm kind of the curator of all that. Yeah, I'd be, I'm actually, I just, I'm just funny, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I try to be. Uh, but. So anyway, so yesterday she actually posted something on our Facebook fan page, basically saying like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm listening, and I know I'm not, you're probably not what you expect to be your demographic, which again, we have no idea. Our demographic is open ears, I think. I, yeah, honestly, I don't you care if you're black, white, I just, as long as you have a sense of humor, yeah. as long as you believe that, you know, you believe that people's opinions are their opinions, and doesn't mean that we have to take them for a total value it's just as long as you're comfortable with like having being able to embrace someone else's perspective not judge them for it yeah. that to me I, that's that's perfect and if you do get mad at some of the stuff I said that's perfect too yeah. you know my thing like you said open ears sure react yeah, yeah, listen yeah. And, and, and whatever feedback is phenomenal we always love to hear it so going forward I you know when we reference this person well, I'll probably just call her Oregon Amy get him Oregon you know, Amy if, yeah thank you Oregon Amy you're the best yeah. So let's go for it. Let's talk about, I don't know, Hogan or whatever. You're, no, what but are you it was, into? no, it was cool, man, especially in that regard. But no, I'm just saying, like, shit's getting crazy, man. Like, the, say with the NRA stuff, like, he believes that the NRA is the reason why, you know, shit's not getting done with gun control. And I was like, you know what? I didn't understand that. I was, I was coming from the individual's perspective. I live in a neighborhood, as you guys know, where Rob Studio is based at. Rob Studio is based in Hartford. And I was so upset the other day that I wanted to be, I wanted to do, like, a, um, I want to do a hashtag. Um, hashtag free Hartford and if, if people are listening if you guys can start that that'd be great because I was really really upset the other day I, I had a I'll be honest with you I had a breakdown at work 
um, a while, like a few, like three, four days ago. And the reason why I had this breakdown at work is because the pressures of, like I'm a 32 year old Spanish man, black Puerto Rican man, beige man. You know, I, I talk a lot of shit about who I am in general. I'm very self-deprecating in that regard because I feel like it humanizes me and, and it helps me connect with people. Mm -hmm. um, but I go through a lot, man. I mean, I, there's a lot of things that I deal with on a daily basis. I'm not going to get too personal, but I live in a neighborhood where you guys hear it. I mean, you hear the shit going on. You hear the police sirens. You hear the you hear the motorbikes. You guys hear there's a re yeah, I haven't heard it yet for this recording. Yeah, but, okay. but I mean, you hear the, you hear the you hear that stuff. Like that's the reason why I do my podcast the way that when we switch from your apartment to here, there was a when, there was sort it was sort of an accident, sort of a happy accident, if you will, yeah. where we started doing the recordings where I kept everything open. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to go in a private room somewhere. Like, no, we, we basically do this in my living room on my couch, and my and I'm on. The, I live on the first floor of my apartment, uh -huh. so that we're right directly next to a window, and there's a lot of traffic that goes in and out this way. Now today's been pretty quiet on a Saturday, which has been fucking weird. It's been yeah. quiet as fuck on a Saturday, but I leave this open because I want you guys to really hear about what my life is like. I want you guys to hear me scold my child. I want you to hear her sort of playing in the background because I, I know even though it may not be professional yeah. and it may not be something that all podcasts are doing, that's why. I like it because not all podcasts are doing it I'm basically bringing you into our world like the world that Jeff and I live in as yeah. far as he him being my friend not just like my white friend or my best white friend no him being my friend coming into my home being Aww, around my I daughter yeah exactly you know what I mean <laughs> but like being around my girlfriend being around my family being yeah. around what I live what I live around and I try to encompass and I want to encompass that I want I want you guys to sort of feel that. And the feedback that I've gotten from people is like they like that. Even Amy, even we're on Amy, yeah. was like very, she was like, she, we're getting better and better every week. Right. And she said she even likes the parenting that goes on in the background. Yes. Which I thought you was responded cool. to that yeah. right away. Yes, because yeah. I, I was at the comedy, I was at Joker's Wild last night, and I was like, yo, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. But basically, my, what my point is, it's like, look, I had this breakdown at work. It's like, look, I, there was like gunshots going off in my neighborhood. Um, look, there's these sp Spanish guys that live in my neighborhood that don't like these other people, like these, like, don't like these new black people that moved in, apparently. Mm -hmm. And, like, and the thing is, like, Spanish people can be very, they can be bigoted, they can be racist, they can be all these different things. And they always like to scream racism as well, especially the ones in my neighborhood who I don't really think have a strong idea of what racism is. They just, yeah. they just know that it exists and they just kind of, yeah. yeah and, and, they, and they use it as like, you know, they say, oh yeah, this person's racist. And like, oh, word. Is and someone like, of a different culture is, is against them in any way? They probably think of that as racism. They don't realize yeah. that if they're judging on the same... Uh, factors that's right. also racist. It's like they can go down, like they can go down the chip aisle and be like, "Damn, why are Doritos four twenty nine? This is racist." Like, <laughs> like, well, that's because like, Doritos are the best chip in the world. Yeah, but and you but, should be lucky yeah. to pay that price. But then there's like, wait a minute, why is it four dollars and twenty nine cents? <laughs> since when did the chip aisle become gentrified? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like this is stupid. So, but that's sort of like my, that the reason, like that whole idea, of that joke is just basically they don't necessarily know. They just think just because something different and can be a little antagonistic against uh, towards them. It's like, oh, immediately racism. It's like, no, yeah. you're just doing something I don't like. So it's gotten my neighborhood the other day. I come home and it's like these ten, there's like ten, eight to ten Spanish guys yeah. standing outside my fucking outside, right in front of my building. Yeah. And I got my daughter with me in the backseat of my car. I got groceries with me that I'm bringing in. It's like, so I went around the other way because I don't want my kid to be, you know, subjected. And I'm saying, no, don't get me wrong. You guys can, they can stand there, whatever, yeah. do their thing. But it's just like it's an everyday occurrence. It's like, yo, what are y'all doing? Yeah. You know, it's like my little girl and you guys are sort of carrying her on. She's like sort of talking shit about everyone in the neighborhood type of deal. And yeah. it's just like, it, it, to a point, like I'm 32, like I was saying, 
get to a point where it's like you don't want that anymore. I want my daughter to come up in a neighborhood where dudes, if they're out there chilling, they're doing the thing. They're not being, they're not talking shit or being or talking shit about yeah. the millennials up the street and they, who are think or taking over the neighborhood. Not acting in, in any kind of an antagonistic. Man. Yeah, it's like wait a minute, what the, how are they taking over the neighborhood? You know what I'm saying? It's like none of us own real estate here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like so for me, it's like I had this breakdown because of the fact that look, I'm just trying to not be an asshole, man. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to. Like, me and my girl were, like, two working-class parents, man. You know, we work two part-time jobs. She goes to school. I do my comedy. You know, I do, I do my 30 hours a week at my job. She does her 25 hours a week, and we're trying to make ends meet off of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, shoot, we, I mean, I lost my I lost my insurance. So now it's like, how do, I, I'm on medication, so now how the fuck am I supposed to be on meds? But apparently, according to the government, I make too much money. So, yeah, oh, yeah. And then the thing is, now I can't get, I can't get, and I won't be able to get insurance to my job until next year, but I have to go to full time to get it so I can afford it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I, I think I got enough medication to last me until now until the end of the year, but okay. I can't go see my therapist. So now I'm going to be crazy for the rest. It's going to be a, a tough three, four months. But what I'm trying to say is, it's like all these deciding factors that come up in my life, they it's circumvented, and it just I just, just I could not take it. Like it almost to the point where I feel like I felt like dropping to a knee, because it's like. This is why, I, and this is what the whole NRA thing is like. You know, he, just, uh, the guy I was talking with, the gentleman Steve, which was it was a, it was an awesome fucking conversation because yeah. I was naive to some things, and he put me on to some of the things that the NRA stops yeah. because lobbying and how much money they give to like you know the, um, the right. GOP and all this other shit. Yeah. I was like, oh well, I I had no idea. I mean, I had an inclination of it, but I had no idea. And he educated me about mm-hmm. that. But then I also told him, it's like, look, I can speak to the individual sense of it. It's like, look. And this is me being honest. Like, there's sometimes I don't even know if I'm gonna be around tomorrow, because of the fact is I might get hit by a stray bullet. I live in an area that has in Hartford. This is why I want to do the hashtag free Hartford. Hartford has over 20 murders. Hartford is when a population under and I put this on my Facebook. Not that many people. I, I don't know who saw it. And people will do likes it when I put my daughter up or I say something funny. But I put something up there of saying that Hartford is in the top five. And under of a population under 200,000 200, people in its population, top five in murders. Mm-hmm. And New Haven's up there too. New Haven rounds it out. And this is fucking Connecticut. Yeah. The place where the people are supposed to, the it's richest state, be, yeah. the richest state in the country. Lost all that best place in the world. Yeah. Having that shit happen in their backyard. Yeah. Everything on the Gold Coast, you go down to yeah. um, Greenwich and all that shit down that area, Stanford, the Gold Coast, that's where all the lot of money's being made. Right. Come up this way. It's all near New York City. Exactly. Up this way here, man. Yeah. I give a fuck about us. No. So it's like, I was telling you earlier, when we off, 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 um, off air, it was like, it's like, so when I get shot, like, say, like, you know, I'm not saying when, God forbid, but if I were to get shot, yeah, exactly, knock on that wood, God forbid if I get shot, I'm not screaming NRA. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's like oh, 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 oh man, you finally did it. NRA. Fucking Charlton Heston, you fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm getting you, nigga, because I'm about to die too. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not screaming NRA. And for me, it's just like yo, it, it caught up to me because it's like I'm just trying to do the best I can with little that I have, man. Yeah. And look, I got a talent to speak. To to converse with people, to connect with people, to be on stage, to um, gently influence them, hopefully, hopefully in a way. But I mean, I'm not trying to save the world. To be honest with you, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to spark that one person that can do it. 
Yeah. You know, that's my deal. Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me to be the angry black guy. You want to be like, Pa Kent. Yeah, I just, I just want to be, yeah, I just want to be the dude that says with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you do, because I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, I would love for my career as a podcaster, as a comic, mm -hmm. as a blogger, as a writer, artist, or whatever that I'm trying to be, to be able to give me that opportunity to do so, which I believe it will one day. Like, I just basically want to get out of the clutches of being um, of, of being in, in retail. And it's yeah. only because of the fact that being in retail can sometimes be demoralizing to the soul because, you know, you, you think that it's all the same shit, which it can be, but there's these moments where I find great people that I talk to and they yeah. let me know my feet aren't going in the right right direction. And I'm sorry to hog the podcast, because like the other day we at, my, at the stand, we did this um, summer camp. Now, the, the young white boys, young white kids, they all these kids look white, right? I go ahead and I look at some of the last names of some of these kids. I'm seeing Melendez and Coelho and Sanchez and it's like what the fuck? They're all, they're all from Spain. They all basically, no. but they're all. I mean, people can consider Spanish people to be white, but at the same time, yeah. it's like there's diversity there. And I'm I'm working with these kids, man, and it was freaking awesome. It was such a great shakeup to my week that I've been having at my at my job. But just being able to teach these kids how to use the technologies at the stand, it was awesome. They were able to create books and they were yeah. creating movies, and we showcased them on Friday, and it was one of the most amazing, most remarkable things I've ever been a part of. Mainly because of the fact that they were able to create, and and yeah. they but not only were they able to create. This is another thing. When I when I did my the piece about if you guys have a chance to read it, it's on my Facebook page. When I wrote my vacation from being black, it's like this is my work week from being black. Yeah. Because I didn't think about race. I didn't think about none of that stuff. All I thought about was watching these kids create the way they did and yeah. be proud of their work. Now there were some kids who were a little nervous, didn't want to show their videos and think or didn't want to read their book, which is okay. But the one thing is that they did it. Mm -hmm. And there's one kid actually who didn't want to read his book, his mother, um a very, very nice woman, very sweet woman. Um they live up in Simsbury. Mm -hmm. And we were having this conversation. I told her, statistically, you and I should not be looking at one another right now. Mm -hmm. You and I should not be having this conversation at all. That, right. It typically wouldn't happen. Exactly. And I like the fact that I work at a place that allows that to take place. That to me is more important. The mm -hmm. fact that I'm a I'm a kid from the projects, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Talking to this woman from her background, I didn't know her background like that, but, you know, this white woman who's very successful, mm -hmm. you know, has love for her kid. Did you get her number? Or? No, I was going to holler, you oh. know what I'm saying? But it's like the <laughs> fact that we connected as parents. Yeah, we connected yeah. as people. She gave me this TED Talk to go watch. Yeah. You know, I told her my I told her my mantra of being, of my stand-up is my stand-up. Don't stand be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> don't be an asshole. Yeah. My thing is like, I'm a beige man mm -hmm. trying to be a black man in a white man's world. Mm -hmm. And she fucking laughs hysterically at that because that's basically the essence of my of my stage work. Yeah. And to sort of like let's sort of, to wrap this whole thing up was that breakdown that I had prior to the week that it was actually on a Monday, it was on a Tuesday morning. And having that breakdown and then having those kids pick me up through the rest of the week was it was it was amazing. Like I needed them. And it was all through creativity, it was all through art. It was all through passion, and it was all was through this kid-like mentality of just enjoying life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I, that's and, amazing. Yeah, and and I and I didn't think about my struggle or nothing like right. that. It's like, look, I bear it every day. I don't want to say I had a moment of weakness. That's what typically people from like 
guys, like the, the way I was raised, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black, Spanish, or white, when you're just raised a certain way, you know, I grew up with a, a single mom and shit yeah. like that, so I always had to be, my mom was always tough on me, well, not to the point where, you know, like, she was like, oh, don't be a, actually, no, she kind of just say don't be a bitch sometimes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or don't be a bitch-ass nigga, you know, but she just said that out of love, but there's those times where, like, being with Erica has taught me that crying is okay. That letting sure. out that emotion is okay. So I had that really good cry that I have yeah. like once or twice a year. And it just made me feel comfortable with it. And I did it with my boss. I did it with my manager. And she just listened to me the entire time. And it was such an uplifting moment. It was such an inspiring moment. Yeah. You know, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being able to connect with her. Now, was I embarrassed? Fuck yeah, I was embarrassed. But at the same time, it was something that needed to be done. Yeah, I think crying is an important thing to do. And, I, and I'll explain why I think that because, like, you know, in, in my, you know, more recent years, like, I've started to... Cry like a bitch? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no let me put it to you this way. I've started to do it and I've started to notice it, but it's mostly, like, when I watch, like, movies or something like that, you know? And, and, and the reason, and I appreciate it, and I look at it and I say, oh, thank God this is affecting me. Right. Because... I was beginning to think I was a monster for a moment. Right, know, like, right, right, right. Like, like um, you know, and I always sort of cite, like, 9-11, for example. You know, obviously, you know, everyone always remembers exactly where they were and everything when that happened. And obviously, you know, when, when it occurred, I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like, this is, I can't believe something like this is happening. This is terrible. But I wasn't, like, you know, you, you see, you hear stories and see, like, uh, like documentaries of stuff where people who weren't at, at all involved are like on their couch like in a crying coma for days and days and days you know because they were so emotionally affected by this even without having a loved one involved or, or anything any kind of personal connection whatsoever and I don't remember having that I don't remember being like really really super super sad and crying or anything like that. I just I know it was fucked up mm -hmm. you know but and then, you know, and then when other things would happen, like, again, you know, like, I, I don't, it doesn't af affect me in that way, but then I'll watch Toy Story 3, and when those toys are about to accept the fact that they're probably going to die, that hits me, like, hard, <laughs> you know, almost I mean, every time I watch it. Right, I watched, when I, my girlfriend was away, Erica was away in, in Florida, I was in, I was in New York City back in 08. 2009 when I first got there and you know I, I left I was 25 years old I left my family behind I was lonely I was scared I didn't know what I was doing you know I, I, ba I barely would leave my my apartment because you know I just didn't know anything all I would do is go to work and go home maybe walk around a little bit yeah. you know I, I didn't know anyone or anything and then I would watch movies all the time so that's what kind of got me through and then I remember watching Wally and like the connection that Wally had with well he just he wanted someone to love. He right. wanted someone to touch. And, like, that kind of hit me because I was being gay for my girlfriend at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to fucking touch my girl. I wanted to be around her. I wanted to see her. And I remember crying watching that movie yeah, yeah, towards yeah. the end. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, it, it makes sense. We all have that moment. Like, people who've cried watching Up. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, everybody, like, in the first ten minutes of that movie, it's like... You can relate to all the things that that character went through. Even if you haven't gone through them yourself, you're like, oh boy, that's probably, that's either going to happen to me someday or it's going to happen to somebody I care about someday. Right. You're going like, to lose somebody. Right. There's, like, when I, like, lately I've been rethinking my strategy and my stand-up, you know, still sort of keeping that same value of the beige man trying to be a black man in a white man's yeah. world. But I also want to take the color out of things a little bit, too. Yeah. Meaning that I want to be able to have people create, I want, I want people to emote. Like, I want people like Oregon Amy. Yeah. 
to feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like be shrouded around the whole aspect of race and this and that. But the basis of it would be identity. Sure. And that's what I want her to feel. I want her to feel. I want people from Wichita, Kansas to feel. I want the people from New York who down this, download this, Boston, all over the place. I mean, even mm-hmm. in, in Italy China. and in China, like all the people that have been downloading our podcast. I wish I want us to have more of a broader reach because I want people to feel me. And so me having the hashtag Free Hartford because right. Hartford's gotten bad, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we're we're no we're not Baltimore. You know, we're we're not New York City. We're not Boston. We're in between Boston and, and New York. Yeah. And we used to, we used to be a prominent city. We used to be a proud city. Yeah, and I say we I'm because I, yeah, 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 exactly. I know, but I say we's because yeah. look, I'm I live here now. Yeah. I'm a resident here. I'm a Hartford resident at the moment. My daughter goes to school here. I've said this before. So for me, I take pride in where I'm from, and I also take pride in being alive. Yeah. And I also yeah. take pride in just wanting to, wanting the best for myself and the people that I live around. And I feel like sometimes the individual. That needs to, to to sort of be responsible and take and, yeah. and, and be accountable for their actions. People get down on Hartford pretty easily. Not not even just because of like the negative things that happen, but again, like we we talked about it in in the beloved episode fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, New England's falling star oh, about how they're you know oh. people get down on how there's nothing to do here. Oh, you know what's really funny about that is that like the um, when when they when they're they're moving the baseball team here. Okay. Yeah, and so they, picked, yeah. they picked the name and everybody's like, what the fuck? Yard goats. But the hat is okay. cool as shit. That's though. what I'm, that's the cool thing. Yeah, fucking those fucking hat. logos are pretty dope. But also the thing is too though, is the way they're going about it. I've been learning more and more about yeah, this fucking thing right now. So it's not just been a bit, it's been a part of my life. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I did I did the joke the other night in open mic because I'm I still have the whole thing flushed out, which is weird because I've been doing this joke for months. And mm-hmm. the guy comes up to me and tells me about like the people who are affiliated with it, like they're the sleazy ass construction people, like the companies oh, really? who people who have been arrested because of money laundering and yeah. all this other shit and the fact is that there's an unrealistic um, t- uh, uh, deadline for it and the fact that if they don't reach this deadline which is very unrealistic so this building's done, gonna collapse on all the fans as well. you never know I mean <laughs> shit right and then the thing is at, after every time that they're d- a day that yeah. they're not completed yeah. they're fucking charging them more money for it and the fact is that Governor Malloy is in sort of in cahoots with the construction companies that are a part of it who are the construction people like the construction companies who have had very sketchy Pass and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's a lot of sketchiness going on to this and how this is being done. And but the hats are cool as shit. But guys. the hats are cool oh, as fuck, man. man. You got these whalers looking type shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do. The colors but, and everything. Yeah, but like it's just don't worry, man. Everything's going to be all right because double A baseball right. is coming to Hartford. Which is funny because I've given me more perspective because I actually seen there's this dude the other day. Now, that's how bad shit is, man. His other guy, man, is very, very nice dude. He wasn't like any of the other dudes that I might explain about who stopped me, the bums that stopped me on the street because poverty has risen higher out here. Yeah. Especially in, in, in my area where I live, it's considered one of the better neighborhoods in which to live in. Okay. They haven't been yeah. down my street in a while. West End. Yeah, yeah, West End. So, oh, now niggas know where I'm at. But no. We told, we've talked about this. Have before. I said it? Yeah, yeah you we, said yeah. it. Oh, you whatever. Have. Trust me. Don't, don't I'm show the curator, up okay? Don't show, don't show up to my neighborhood. <laughs> As we're going to roll. But no, like, um, what was I saying? Yeah, um, lost my train of thought. You just saw a swastika on the TV. That's probably why. No, no, no. I don't, that's that's old school. Yeah. That's old school racism. No, what was it? You were saying, what was I just saying? Rewind it. <laughs> um, well, Hartford's gotten bad. Oh, uh, Hartford's gotten bad. Oh no. Oh yeah. The story about the. Okay. No. So what happened was, I was getting food for my girlfriend, and he's like, "Man, I just, you know, it's like, it's like, hey, you can kind of stop me for a question." Oh, like, bum. So, yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah, it's bum. Like, I'm sorry, man. Hold on. Give me a second, the man. I got. I got. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yo, I gotta run in here and get this before this place closes. So I go walk in. I go pick it up. Yeah. So he's a home impaired individual. Yeah. So I come back out and say, hey, man, the question I wanted to ask you is like, oh, 
murdering dude. You know, started off saying that. Yeah. I have high status. You're, 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 you're you know, apartmently impaired at the moment. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, you know, I do detailing and stuff, and I wanted to see if you know, you don't, you don't have to pay me, but I just wanted to get something to eat. And I was like, I looked at him. I looked at the newspaper that he had. The piece of new paper that was in his hand. You're like, that's and, today's paper. How'd you buy that? And, and the spray bottle that he was using to detail <laughs> some dudes. <laughs> he was cleaning somebody's rims. Yeah. And I had this food in my hand. And I was like, like I had this moral dilemma in my hand. And I, and I was like, I got this. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the paper. I'm looking at the fucking spray bottle. I'm looking at the food. I said, like, man, I'm sorry, dude. I ain't got nothing, which is true. I yeah. don't, because I don't carry cash on me anymore. Yeah, yeah. And unless Nobody you, does. And I was like, look, man, unless you got a square peg, there's no, <laughs> unless, you got, unless you got like an iPhone with a square on it, maybe that's the only way I can give you money. Yeah. Um, there's nothing I can do at the moment. And for me, it's just like, I'm sitting there, and I wanted to say to him, it's okay, man, don't worry, because double-A baseball's <laughs> coming to Hartford. <laughs> and I just wanted to, and I ran to my car. And like, what I've been wrong is to said that, but that's what that's what I felt in my heart at the moment, you know, and I felt bad for old boy because it's like that should not be my responsibility. Him fucking up, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, but it happens. But am I an asshole for thinking that way? Am I an asshole for saying that? Hey, man, I, don't I know. you know, um, it's just there's got to be a level of accountability that comes with people. Like I often wonder this. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about that particular situation. Because I've been in situations where, like, you know, the most recent one was I was at Taco Bell, surprise, surprise. And, uh, you know, after I order and you're waiting in line with the other cars, after midnight, of course, um, dude approaches the car. He's like, hey, man, you know, how you doing? I just wonder. You know, it's always the same story. My car broke down or something like that. or, Or I'm supposed to get back to this other city and I don't have a way to get there for some reason. Can you got any? Can you spare anything or whatever? And I usually just like okay, whatever. If I have a buck or two or some shit, whatever I have, you know, unless it's anything over played. five bucks, I know I'm getting. <laughs> I understand that. I believe me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just whatever. I feel better about myself. It's a selfish thing, but whatever. I help them. But I do understand that like they're not. You know, they're probably just gonna. I don't know. Whatever they're gonna do, they're just just panhandling to get as much money as they can or maybe they are actually just going to get drunk or whatever maybe they are going to buy drugs or whatever um but in in that situation you just described this guy was actually like hey look i'm just hungry and i have a service Mm -hmm. i can offer this i mean this is what this is what i can do right now i'm not asking for money just can can you just like give me some food or something it's not your responsibility but i will say to that guy at least he wasn't trying to trick you no and that's the thing too and that's why the moral dilemma came in came through me and and when i when i was looking at him i was just sort of like well you know it's cool because i had the same instance take place not too long ago actually a while ago this is when i was staying with my girl's um my girl's parents and when we were up there we were um when i was there i went to go pick up some food and um at this one spot around the way and at this pizza shop around the way. So when I went, there's this dude who's trying to sell me CDs. Yeah. So he was trying to, he was like, hey, man, I got these CDs. You want to buy these CDs? Like, and you nah, were like, man. where are the CDs? And he goes, CDs nuts? Yeah, no, all in your face. Sorry. Oh, dude, <laughs> I love these nuts. No, so he was like, so he was like, yeah, man, it's like, you know, like I was like, sorry, man, I don't even have a CD player anymore. I got my iPod. Yeah. 
You know, so unless you have a playlist, <laughs> you know, that's what are I want to say. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm on. But this was like a few years back before we did this. So I'm like, so I'm like, I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm sorry, but I don't, you know, I don't need that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know. So I left, you know, I went to go inside. And he gets mad. He comes back out. He's kind of like pressing me a little bit. It's like, hey, man, at least I'm not outside selling drugs and all this other shit. It's like, nobody man, said you were. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, I'm just selling CDs and trying to get my, I'm trying to make my life, man. I was like, look. That's all and well, but that's got nothing to do with yeah. me, man. You might as well be trying to sell a Betamax. Yeah, dude. It's like, listen, if you think that business tactic is going to allow me yeah. to want to buy a CD for you, it's like, oh, shit, you. you're not selling drugs. Oh, well, then let me get all your shit of CDs. <laughs> and let's, and, you know, oh, you have a plethora of garbage. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Who you got? Like Buster Rhymes? Fuck Buster Rhymes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is the fact that he got mad and started pressing me. And I'm like, yo, what am I supposed to do in that situation? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, like uh, hey, look, as cordially as I can possibly say this, please fuck yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, come on, dude. Yeah, You're like, going to intimidate me into buying something yeah. that nobody needs anymore? Yeah, like the story I told you about, I was willing to die for 50 cent. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it, like, or go it, bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. Or either or. Who, it's all a ploy. I know. Rich people file Chapter 11 all the time just to save their assets. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, that, that shit to me threw me off. It was like, so when I think of the hashtag Free Hartford. Which, by the way, real, I'm sorry, real quick, but like, fuck that dude for like perpetuating the stereotype too. Like, hey, at yeah. least I'm not out here selling drugs. Yeah. Like, first of all, the hell with you for thinking that I would think you were doing that. Yeah. And then also, fuck you for not like giving your culture enough credit to be like, okay, fine, you're selling CDs or whatever. Oh. If anything, not if, the, mm-hmm. the worst part is not that you're not selling drugs, it's right. that. You're fucking stupid enough to think that anybody wants CDs. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, right. And, the, and the thing is, too, is, like, also give yourself some credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give yourself some credit because what ends up happening is, like, you're selling yourself so short. Yeah, you're selling your, yeah, you're you're selling, selling your culture short. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. You know, you're, you're selling yourself short. Himself. Okay. He's limiting himself on what he can actually be doing. Right. If he honestly, I mean, maybe... Five ten dollars a pop selling CDs. The culture of homeless people, I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, well, I don't even know if it's homeless or not. It's like, <laughs> no. yo, where are you getting oh, access yeah. to a computer and being able to like, you know, <laughs> um, these CDs? Yeah. I got a library card. Those mm-hmm. aren't expensive. Yeah. I just, it just gets to a point, man, where it's just like they don't know, like they don't know the motives of shit about what that guy, why that guy shot at those people. You know what the motives were? So I guess he wanted to kill people. Yeah. You know, maybe there's something else. And then you look at a dude like Trump, who's on my television right now. It's crazy. You know, like. You look at a dude like Trump who's fucking awful and still had that same weird front come over that been, he's been having for like forever. wonder why he wants his forehead to look so tiny. Yeah, it, it just, it drives me nuts, man, how like people like that, man, want something for nothing, obviously. Like the whole point of the story for me is just like, look, man, I've been given little just as much as anybody else, man. I'm trying to work with the scraps that I was given and I'm trying to make a way and make a life for myself and my family because... The only thing I can think about with this whole thing about what's been going on in my neighborhood yeah. is like, the only person I think about is Brooke. Right. So for me, it's just like, how can I be able to put her in a situation when she gets of a certain age, 18, 19 years old, the same way when I have the daddy-daughter combo come into, my, come into the stand and they're wanting to buy a new device, I, I think of what it's going to be like for me in another, what, you know, 10, 15, 10, 12 years. Yeah, probably when, less than that. Probably right? less than that, you know? When I have to take a look at her, and when she's like, hey, daddy, you know, I yeah. want to go, uh, you know, I want a computer, or, you know, or I want this. I mean, she already has, she already has some of our tech, some of the tech already that we sell there, and it's just like, 
she's already spoiling those creative muscles here at work. I mean, at home. Yeah. So it's like I can't wait to be in that situation where I have that empowerment to do that. And that's what I want. I want that that choice. It's not about the the, the being able to purchase it and have the money to purchase it. It's just having the opportunity and the choice in which to do it, so I can enrich my daughter's life, mm-hmm. and and that's all I want. Mm-hmm. And but I'm not going around saying like, hey, well, you know, talking to other people at my job. It's like, man, hey, you guys got what you guys going on. Y'all go to great homes and shit, and I go back to all this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I got this. I'm not, you know, trying to use my excuse. We all yeah. come from when we walk out those doors. It's different. Between you myself. Yeah, you're not, uh, like, you know, some people flaunt what they have. You're not trying to flaunt what you don't have. Yeah, because the problem is, and this is one thing I don't like, especially around the culture in which it's created. I, I think I've mentioned before, it's like the only way that you're a good parent or you're taking care of your kids is if your kid has the latest pair of sneakers right. and their hair, you know, or, this, or the latest type. Fucking shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, I look at some of these kids that come into the store or coming into like, or just in general, like, they may look a little shabby, you know, but they've probably been playing around all day, but they go home to great homes. They sure. they go homes and they can have, they go to get great educations. You know, like that, you know, people are like, hey, does your daughter know, and it's not me trying to sound like an ass or nothing, like, my daughter, I don't teach her none of the, the, the whip and the nene song. It's like, yeah. like, watch me whip, watch me nene, and it's like no I want to be able to have my daughter I want to the song that I want her to do is I want to watch her learn and watch her graduate <laughs> watch her learn and then watch her graduate that's what I want I mean I'm not saying but you can do those things like she could if we were that type of parents then we would probably teach her that song or whatever I just think it's a hilarious stupid song yeah. but what I'm trying but that, what I'm trying to say is just like look I've been working with what I've been given yeah. I don't expect anyone to give me pity for it I, I mean I don't even expect anyone's empathy but what I do is I want I, I, I kind of want a little bit of empathy because I want people to feel where I'm coming from I want people mm-hmm. to hear the, the free hashtag I mean, free Hartford hashtag possibly if maybe we can get that started because I, I want people to be able to get an opportunity to feel where I'm coming from and and understand that you know I'm trying to make something of myself regardless even at the age 32 I mean it, you never stop you know it's like once you feel like you've done it all man then that's when I know it's time for me to go but there's so much that goes on in the world man and the thing is like you know obviously I always talk about with white women with no top lip always being bashful like this one woman man she was on fucking television some someone showed me this someone showed me this video at the stand and uh she showed me this video of like this white woman on t- uh, who's on tv talking about the problem the, the problem with uh guns it's like the problem with the country it's not getting afford like health care and you know she's sort of blaming obama for this stuff it's radical muslims ah yeah, she's like, because the, the, like, I guess it was the Muslim gentleman that shot those guys. It's like, I don't care that he had a good background. I don't care that he did all this stuff. I don't care about none of that. Yeah. It's just that this radical, this one Muslim guy shot these four people. Now all of a sudden, that's the, like, she, that's what she was saying. And, like, you know, she was saying Somebody, that. It was, like, in person. No, yeah, she, she, was on, on television, TV, she was on television okay, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. this. And, it, you know, it made, made a video. And, like, and this was another white woman with no top lip. Right. Saying this shit. And then she said, we should take the fight to them. Like we've already had. That's the thing. She's a fundamentalist just yeah. as much as that other dude is. Yeah, and I don't even know what the fuck a fundamentalist is. A fundamentalist <laughs> is kind of when you put all your eggs in one basket and you, you say like this is just the way it is, and mm-hmm. you know these you know we have to adhere to this. And, like, here's the thing. Anybody who's radical and violent is a problem, yeah. but they're not the entire problem. They're not the entire. Like you can't blame everything that's wrong with the world on any one thing. So it's ridiculous. Like, oh, you know, 
yeah, the, the problem with America is these radical Muslims are attacking everyone. It's like, no, that's a problem in America. That's mm-hmm. not a, the problem with America. Yeah, and to hear this woman just fucking come out of fucking nowhere and yell this nonsense and spew out this bullshit. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, that's just stupid. Yeah. You know, because she's basically went and want to wage war on a place that we've already waged war on right. secretly. And, you know, and, and, and publicly, but and publicly, scary. and also remember, keep in mind the children that are living in war torn countries. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but you, but white women with no top lip, you want to go ahead and say this crazy nonsense? Well, and so actually, that doesn't matter though, because you know they're not here and they're not. Uh, yeah. us. And I, it's like that's totally journalistically irresponsible yeah. for her to say such. But then again, that's because what most journalism do. is actually editorial. So yeah, everyone's these opinion. Days anyway. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, I, and the thing is, it's, it's hard for me to watch. It's like I could not believe that she felt wholeheartedly about whatever it is that she was saying. Like, yeah. we should take the fight you know? to them. Like, she doesn't care about that she came from this. Doesn't care about, and, you know, and the father of it apparently was very upset, obviously, because mm-hmm. he didn't teach his son to be that way. And, yeah. you know, as a parent, I mean, I could totally feel where he's coming from on that. Yeah. You know, but to have this woman say, this is the reason why this country's this way, because, like, listen, look, for some of y'all that may or may not know, I observe Ramadan every single year. I may not be a full-fledged Muslim, but the thing is, though, I find it to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I really don't put myself out there like that, saying that I might be a Muslim or anything like that, but I have gentlemen, that, a couple guys over the years that I've spoken with about being a Muslim, about the Muslim religion. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about it. I don't I want to say that I'm, I'm sort of versed in it, but I know enough to say that, you know, I know these certain things, and, and that's about right. it. But the thing is... It's a very disappointing... Well, I think we just lost Oregon Amy. No, I'm yeah, just, no, I'm just no, no, Oh, we're just saying... No, no she's from Portland or... or, or no, in Portland. Or, and yeah. I imagine she's probably very open-minded. Well, yeah, and the thing is, but that's but my personal beliefs. Like, there right. we go, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my personal... I just like fasting because fasting to me is like the mentality It's a of, cleanse, right? Yeah, it's a cleanse. And people ask me all the time, it's like, man, how do you do it over those 18-hour days of, of just straight sunlight? Because when you fast during yeah. Ramadan, you it's, don't eat during yeah. the day. You wait till sundown. Right. It's like, I don't know. I just managed. I have a coworker who was explaining it to me, and, and it's interesting because it's like, she will, you know, obviously when the sun goes down, she probably eats right away, and then goes to sleep, and then wakes up at like three something in the morning and, and has eats. something to eat, yeah, and then goes do, yeah. back to bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Like, yeah. that's so interesting, and... and, and Obviously, you know, different from my experience. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, the sun will probably come up at five eighteen, five twenty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll probably be up like at four, four thirty. I might, I might get a little something before I yeah. go, before, and then I'm probably go back to sleep. But even then, after I fast for the entire day, like yeah. around eight thirty, I probably won't even eat. So after, yeah. let me ask you this about about your what you practice, okay? Now. Is it just sort of a life thing, or is or, life thing. or for you, it's not a God thing necessarily? No, not a God it's, thing. It's just you want you you find the practices to be interesting and maybe helpful. The three and a half weeks that I did, because I didn't go for the whole month. I did it for about three yeah. and a half weeks. Um, because I every year when I do, I've been doing it for about five six years now. So every year that I do it, I, I try to I want my body, I want my core, I want my yeah. my soul, my heart, all this other all aspects of myself. Right. So what I'll do is to find a certain sense of enlightenment, to find that direction I need to go in, and the direction I found that this year. And I found it about three and a half weeks into it. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, just like since I don't consider myself a full-fledged Muslim, or maybe like a a fuzzlum, like a fake Muslim, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> you know, I mean, like the thing is, it's not necessary. The fact that it just so happens to fall on this time, I just I'll fast during the year without it. Like I'll do a three-day fast, all water. I won't eat anything for a whole weekend. It's just all water. So could you compare it to the fact that like I I've been doing oil pulling, which is a which which is an ancient like. Uh, uh, 
Jewish tradition. Which you know what oil pulling is, no. uh, Basically, you get you get an oil like I picked uh, on a recommendation. I picked coconut oil. You you, you know like it, coconut oil in room temperature is mostly solid, so you can actually scoop it and you put it in your mouth like first thing in the morning. Uh, for me, it's like I you know I'll sit on the toilet and I'll I'll do it. But you put it in your mouth, it, it turns to turns to liquid. Yep, and uh, and then you just basically um, what do you call it? Uh, rinse, but like okay, you, you slosh it around in your mouth. I can't think of a word right now because I've been drinking. I've been drinking, but like you know, you, you, <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> but you put you put it in your mouth. You absolutely do not swallow, like most women, and um, and you, and you work it around in your mouth, around your gums and your teeth and everything. And what it's supposed to do is. It, uh, it it sort of it sort of summons the germs not summons but it draws the germs out that live in your gums and and according to uh, the things I've read which are you know supposed to be scientifically based um, it, it actually works like it, right. like there are a lot a lot of germs in your gums because again you don't really clean your gums for the most part you brush your teeth you do your mouthwash but that, that only really gets the surface. You do the oil pulling for about 20 minutes a day, roughly, which is what I've been doing, and it does, it draws out the germs, and then at the end of the 20 minutes, you spit it into a cup or whatever, because again, you don't want to spit oil down your sink, because that'll clog the pipes and everything. Spit it into a cup, then you rinse out with water, like three or four rinses with water, spit that in the cup, then do what you do with whatever the oil, like, I, like, I know it sounds dumb, but like, once I add the water to it and everything, then I'll probably like flush it down the toilet or whatever. Yeah. But clog your toilet up. But the, but again, like I, no, actually no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I was surprised you picked up toilet, on that. I dropped this so small. Pipes are a little, little wider. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, it's it's an ancient uh, Jewish practice, and I believe in it. I think it works. It's worked for me so far. Um, but that doesn't necessarily make me Jewish. I just do no. something that was typically Jewish. Exactly, like you're deriving it from certain um, aspects of life that I find. Yeah. I find the Quran be interesting. I'm not saying I believe in it or do anything like that. All well, I'm it's just to... like there are good lessons in the Christian Bible too. It's just it's, it's all it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> the idea of everything. It's not the actual book that's that's fucking ridiculous. It's the right. people behind it that oh, fucking yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like an idea. Is amazing. It's the organization. The organization. It. The um, fucking uh, what is it? What other word I'm trying to find? Another um, T I O N. Yeah, yeah, some other that. It's 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 just like, like I said, my my philosophy is just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Each one, teach one. Love the people that you try to love and. People that you don't like, try to find a way to, to connect with them, even though you may not like them. But there's just people like to harbor negative energy. Like this is a couple people. I, don't, I mean, I don't like like that many people, but I don't, I don't like people who try to dehumanize me. I made it into the cut, yo. Yeah, but I mean, shit. This one dude, like, if I seen him on the street, I probably would want to fight him because he tried to pull my card and try to dehumanize me and think he could do such a thing. And then when I called him on it, he totally backed down. Yeah. You know, because I was like, look, man, I'm not from here. It's like I don't know what the type of person that you're like. I'm from a different different era where if you didn't like somebody you would talk to them about it and if it went to fisticuffs then it went to fisticuffs and if you lost you lost mm -hmm. he kept it moving you sound like john cena right now yeah but no, no but that's, that's right. just that's how on a road man like it's the yeah. way so like it's funny how cena's character is based off of urban culture or <laughs> 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 well, not even urban like just like in just that type of uh, mentality in general yeah. you know you had a beef with somebody you stood in front of each other you dueled it off and whoever didn't make it alright problem solved you know what I'm saying if you couldn't piece it out through words you ever been in an uh, actual fight like oh, it's, been, it's been a long time 
You know, I've, I've been in a couple I've real fights. I've been in, like, some minor, minor scuffles, but not, nothing ever. Like, no, I've been in fights, yeah. and most of the time, like, I would say, I, I, I've never been beaten. I probably was beaten up as a kid a couple times just because I just one dude probably he slammed me once in front of my door, and then I ended up yeah. slamming him in his bedroom one day at his house. And so we were friends. You just That's what you did. You yeah. fought, but he was stronger than I was. Yeah. You know, but now that the same thing too. It's just that's kind of what you did as kids. You just fought. I fought so many kids. Yeah, I know right? that happened. Yeah, but, but I, I, was, like, I never had that. Not, but I, I was probably like ten, eleven years old at the time. You don't really, you know, when you know, like I wasn't. I was never scared of them. I just, you know, I just didn't want to. I was. I was more of afraid. Like because the thing is, even when I was young, I kind of was self aware to the yeah. point. Like I was. I was always afraid of being angry because I was always afraid of what would happen. So like as so as even as an adult. Like, I don't worry about the other person. I worry about myself. I was like, I worry about what I can unleash and bring to another individual. I mean, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't want to get beat up or, like, hurt, you know, like, dramatically. But I just often, like, like the guy that I don't like, like, if I see him, I'm, I'm worried that I would hurt him badly. So what's your, you're, you're worried that they, they would um, make you angry and that they wouldn't like you when you're angry? Or yeah, that type of like I would black you out. Poke, yeah, poke. yeah, like I'd black out because of my history of yeah. being bipolar. You know, okay. so like I'm I'm afraid that I might make I might say I might do something that I would live to regret afterwards mm-hmm. because yeah. of my in that moment my actions I may not be accountable for my actions because of however I would feel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's the thing too. So it's been a long time since I've been in anything in, in a situation like I always find ways to avert it. Right. You know, I, I'm not really much into that shit, you know, because for me... Diffusing. Like, yeah, diffusing it. Because I, I would always get in a situation where it's like, you know, you don't have to be... You don't have to be like a real... Like keeping it real by being violent and, and, and yelling well, at people. That's what people call it, but really yeah. it's just being a prideful dickhead. Yeah, like... When like I, yeah. yeah, and that's what I... Like when I say I keep it real, I keep it honest. When I just like, look, I'll speak my mind on something. Sure. We'll have a conversation. I'll listen to your end. You but, listen to my end. But the difference is, is that like your your thoughts come from a place of like I I can back this up with justification versus mm-hmm. well I always have to be right and I'm never yeah. wrong and you know I'm angry now and I can't show weakness so I have to fucking uh, yeah and that's ex- yeah exactly like people like the connotation of keeping it real is going up to another person and hitting them in the mouth because I keep right. it real it's like and no you're that's not real <laughs> like yeah it's like yo I keep it's actually some, pretty fake yeah exactly yo someone come up to me yo they try to fuck with me y'all pop in the mouth so I keep it real it's like no you're a murderer you're yeah, keeping yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you're, you're not about to be a yeah, it's like you're in no way, shape, or form keeping that shit real. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you're keeping it really stupid by going to jail. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's the thing. So I try not. I try to avoid that stuff at all costs. But when confrontation occurs, I won't back down. Like like when that situation that happened with that guy, it's like he was being confrontational, trying to pull my card and all this and that. And I was mm-hmm. like, look, I'm not gonna let you do this. Like we can go outside and have this conversation, or we can stay in here. Yeah. And then once he kind of he realized that I was being honest about it, and I wasn't that type of guy. Like he, uh, what we, what the the term is. He was not about that life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> about what life? Yeah, exactly. The you fight know? life or something? Yeah, just he wasn't about whatever it is I was trying to bring to yeah. him. And then ever since then... How can I make this current? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not about that life. Yeah, and it's funny because he couldn't... Like, he was talking shit about another dude. And then in the week after, he wouldn't even talk to me no more. Yeah. Then he would talk to the guy that he was talking shit about. 
And I was like, wait, well, you, know, you just mentioned that this dude was just as bad as I was, but now you don't want to talk to me, but you want to be cool with him. Well, suddenly you became the enemy, and like and the, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so yeah. maybe, maybe that's kind of what happened. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? It's like, man, that's the, that's and that's why I was like, oh, white people shit. And that's yeah. what, like that's what, and I sort of chopped it up to white people, you know. But I don't know, man. I mean, free free hashtag free Hartford. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, gonna, I'm gonna come up with something to post about that. Cause it, it, it's look, man, we. It's got to be a way to find some awareness about this stuff, man. I mean, look, I, there were some people over when Nepal took place. When the um, I actually spoke to someone who was actually a part of the earthquake mm. that took place in Nepal. Like they caused it. He was he was stomping on the ground, oh, very very hard. No, he, he was a, yeah, there's a white gentleman. Uh, of course, of course, because you know they like to go and help people and shit. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I meant like yeah. of course he would cause it. But yeah, I, no, I'm saying well, no, yeah, right there, yeah, yeah. no, it was a white gentleman because he wanted to save the world and shit and. Yeah. So he went over there, he's a teacher, and he was yeah. teaching Nepal for like six, eight months, maybe, maybe even longer, and he said he, he was there, and yeah. he remembered the tremors that would take place after the aftershocks and mm-hmm. shit, like how scary that was, and he was mentioning how some of the schools there, just based off of just putting stuff out on YouTube, putting stuff out there for people to see, it was, like he eventually, they eventually started raising money, like people started sending them money mm-hmm. to help fund their cause yeah and these are kids from fucking nepal <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean just being able to bring awareness to their area mm-hmm. i mean I, I mean granted you know it, it took a lot of casualties you know to, to to do such a thing but at the same time they did something that was so beautiful and so epic for them which to me it was is it, the, the magnitude of the earthquake was is that that same type of strength of the earthquake was the same type of strength if not and then some of yeah. them putting their cause out there and it almost like it's sort of maligned what the what the earthquake was because they were able to come together as people yeah. and to be able to say hey look let's we we want we we need help and they were able to do that and gain help from people and people around the world were able to help them that's the craziest thing about like being the and i say this not to like uh, you know de- detrimentally but like we are self-aware animals right mm-hmm. so if there's nothing going on that's like a threat to the existence of our of our species we fuck each other up yeah we do awful awful shit to each other not everybody but it does happen really horrible shit happens right. but the moment something from the outside attacks us and that's anything nature whatever it is mm-hmm. we we all mostly band together and, and, and lift each other up. It's so crazy. Like, you got, on one hand, we're going into schools and shooting each other or, or you know, movie theaters or anything like that. And, and, and also, you know, you, you some of it's, like, you know, racially motivated and all that because, oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of this outside force. And in, in those cases, the outside force being somebody who has different color skin. Right. But then when something attacks us as a whole... We rise up and we and we, we, we contribute. We, we help to build again, help rebuild the colony in a sense. What the fuck is wrong with us, Rob? Yo, it's just what? we just we gotta just. It's like you need the yin and the yang. You need the. Of course, you need bad. the bad to understand what the good is and vice versa. But the thing is, it's like if we all came together, and you would and have nothing to write jokes about. Yeah, nothing to write jokes about. <laughs> and Ryan Seacrest <laughs> no. will have nothing when yeah. we go to profit. 
Because Ryan Seacrest is the goddamn The goddamn devil. devil. I've been saying it for fucking months. <laughs> I've been saying true. it for years. Nobody's <laughs> smile is that perfect. No, no. Or cheesy. Seriously. He is profiting off that fucking family. Everything. Oh, my God. Ryan Seacrest sends people into movie theaters to shoot people. Yeah, you listen. If, if I were to die... And then you learn all the life's facts about all the stuff that took place. You know, if I, I don't know when it's going to happen. If I, like, if they said, you know, who killed JFK? And it's like, who? Ryan Seacrest? I you right. believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. Fair enough. Because he was you're, around. If you were to die, your one dying wish is that people understood that Ryan Seacrest is He's the devil. goddamn devil. That's right. Yo, he is fucking Dick Clark 2.0. But worse. But worse. Because he brought us the Kardashians. He killed Brian Dunkelman, Who I is? assume. Who's Brian Dunkelman? He's the former original co-host of American Idol, which I never watched because I don't give a shit. Really? That, that was it? Yeah, he just yeah. pushed him right off stage then. No, well, not not for real. For real, Dunkelman was like, nah. No, he pushed him off stage. <laughs> Dunkelman yeah. was worried about his credibility as a comedian, I think. Really? Yeah, for real. Oh, man. So good for him, I guess. You know, but yeah, being an artist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that money. But, Fuck that but money. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, Seacrest, awful. Just just awful. Yeah, man, I got bad gas, too. I'm sorry. But <laughs> no, I, didn't, I can't smell a Okay. Oh, man. What's, it's right up. Whatever. What are we at? We, eh. No, we're, we're an hour and, some, hour and 17 into it. Okay, what do you want to do? I got gas. I got a shit, probably. But I just want to say, with that being said, Oregon Amy. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah. Probably going to name this whole podcast Oregon Amy. Sure. Yeah. Tribute. Yeah. Ho- uh, Oregon Amy, we're not trying to, like, ride your nuts. <laughs> no, no, like no, that. actually, I would. But <laughs> I'm very pleasure. No, it's just great because the reason being is, like, we know that there's people out there listening and finding us in odd random ways yeah that's the most amazing thing about the Oregon Amy phenomenon to me is that it wasn't a matter of like oh she you know happened upon the uh, the Facebook fan page or you know or somebody recommended it or anything like that it was just like I saw a photo I liked I looked into that person found out they had a podcast started listening and then boom here we are and she says we're getting better and better every week and yeah. this also and this is another thing too this is your fucking justification that you've been fucking looking for. This is, this is now you can fucking find. It's not just, good enough. I need more. Yeah, now you can probably <laughs> pull your pants down and just fucking get over it. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, well, this is the cool thing too, and it came from a real authentic place because yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, looking at her, she's in, she's a white woman, yeah. which is cool. Even from her own admission, like yeah. an unlikely source. Yeah. Which we we don't agree with. Like we're just happy that like people are listening, but like. Yeah, an outsider looking in would be like, "How the hell does white lady from Oregon, you know, uh, find these <laughs> these two idiots from Connecticut?" Yeah, know? and the thing is, like, and she's what, like three thousand, four thousand miles away. Yeah, I got a friend who's in Oregon right now. You know, I said, "Yo, go holla, at, yo, go holla, at Amy, for yo, me go, real quick, yo, yo, doing. tell her, yo, send her some flowers and say there's some Rob." Mm-hmm. But no, I just want to say no, like, legit. Amy, um, let's FaceTime. We'll put you on the show. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, I, I would love to learn more about this woman. I would just like, to, for me, it's like I would love to learn more about her and and anyone else who listens because of the fact that I'm very, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm very curious yeah. about the backgrounds of the people that would like to listen to do us. Do you have her, uh, uh, do you follow her at all on uh, Instagram? No, I do not. All right, so just look up, it's all one word, Oregon Amy K. That's what she calls herself, Oregon yeah. Amy? Yeah. 
Oh man, we so we we shouted out your your Instagram. I, I, normally we'd keep things like that private, but it's Instagram, and if you have it set to private, then obviously then you don't have to accept people's you know uh, friend requests or whatever you want to call it. But I don't. I, as far as I understand, yours is not private. So now maybe, hopefully, maybe, probably not, but maybe you'll get more attention to your page. Uh, based on the fact that I just mentioned it, probably not, but we'll see. But again, I mean, yeah, you, know, you should follow. Yeah, She's got the, interesting stuff. Yeah, the power that Jeff wields is yeah, okay. fucking crazy. As a, yeah, as a white man, yeah, I just well, the, no. the inherent power. And it's the thing too. What, <laughs> this is the thing. What Oregon Amy represents. This is a woman. Yeah. Who has an open ear? She's like we mentioned in the beginning. Sure. Who 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 took it upon herself to say, "Hey, let me see what these guys are all about." Yeah. And she gave us a chance. Now, there's probably some other people that have downloaded us and given us a chance, and they may not like what they hear. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just the fact is that she said, "You know what? I'm going to give these guys a shout. I'm yeah. going to tell them, hey, you know, you guys are doing some pretty good stuff." And I love the fact that she's being sort of like a comic, sort of being a little self-deprecating in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like that's what I love the most about social media. And this is when social media can be great because it's connecting people in the unlikeliest of places and unlikeliest of ways. I think this is actually an interesting testament to the idea that, like, okay, on the internet, generally, most of the feedback, like, of course... It's negative. That's, yes. Immediately negative. Like, like 98% of all feedback on the internet is negative, and yet we have not received any actual, like, written down, typed down oh, feedback. Oh, they will. They, they but, will. Like, yeah, let's, say, let's, let's say if this thing pops off, right? If, if we yeah. become popular, we become a popular podcast. They will. Or, or eventually it will. Who knows how long it will take. But Or if I become a popular comic or you become a popular comic writer, whatever it is, if we yeah. want to become popular, what will end up happening is... Haters are going to become popular. Haters, <laughs> haters will come about, but this is what they will do is they will put us in a hole, they will put us in a box... And they'll say, oh, well, Rob talks about this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck everything he says. Let's go yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You know, that's why for me, it's like I preface it up front by saying, like, look, I see all these things yeah. because I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it's interesting that, like, the, the documented feedback that we've gotten, which is, is not a lot, but we have gotten some, it's all been positive, which, you know, like, because, again, the internet is just... A, a, a hornet's nest of negativity at times, at, at most times, and it's, so no, it is. Yeah, it's, it is. It's uh, again, we're just so grateful to get any po- yeah. any any feedback at all. But obviously, it's amazing. Yeah, that it's that the two or three things we've gotten, uh, you know, like uh, in terms of being documented, have been as positive as they have. Exactly. Look at like listen to bring this to bring this gentleman because you mentioned him um, a little earlier, John Cena. Yeah. John Cena does all these make a wishes. Yeah, he's like the world's greatest human being. Yeah, yo, yeah, and then people's like, well, that doesn't discredit the fact that his character fucking sucks. It's like, <laughs> yo, he's being a legit dude. Yeah. And on top of that, he's bringing awareness to a second tier title belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and. And so it's like, it's, it's interesting to see how these people can just find a way to shit on a man who's probably the most polarizing character in yeah. the WWF. I still call him WWF. In the WWF, more so than Undertaker, because Undertaker shows up every now and then, even though he's going to wrestle Brock Lesnar. He's polarizing to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, polarizing. Because it's like, come on, dude. I understand you put in your dues and everything, but like everybody, everybody's nuts pop out of their pants whenever fucking Undertaker shows. And it's great that he did show up recently, and he's not just waiting for his one year thing or whatever. That's mm-hmm. I, I give him props for that. Um, but yeah, people lose their minds. It's like, okay, 
you know. No, sometimes it's, it's funny because like some because people shit on Cena all the time. It's like I, I mean, I watch the characters. I think I mean, is Car- Cena's character kind of stale? I guess so. Probably is. Just but because I, it's been the same for over ten years. But. The Rock has been too. I mean, but The Rock has changed the up Rock, a little he, bit. Like yeah. recently, obviously he's been the same, but like in his career, he definitely changed up. A bit. Yeah, but, but no. also The Rock is is just he's the Rock. Yeah, and the thing is, The Rock can do no more. I, yeah. I still love when Cena said to him, "It's like yo, you write your notes on your hand and shit," and Rock was like. Shut up, yo. Know? <laughs> <laughs> no, the rock is just a good performer. He knows you know? what's up. He no, but he, re, but he did, he did do it. I know he yeah, did. But that shit and, and, and Cena's too, but they just find ways. Like, that thing is, this is what we do in life. We bring people up to tear them down. Yeah. Whatever cause or thing is. So when I see a dude like Cena do something yeah. like that, I was like, yo, that's... And those things are... And, I, and I, after a while, I was like, man, these make-a-wishes that these fucking people do on ESPN, they're starting to get kind of stale, right? And, it, and it's like, uh, fuck, how many, dying you, yeah. Yeah, how many dying kids are these niggas going to show before I say fuck it? And then every time, it's just, it catches me every single time. Yeah. It does, because I go in there with that antagonistic point of view, and then when I actually watch, it's like, man, ain't that some shit? Did you ever see the... Um, oh, what the hell was it? Um, um, Connor Mahalik with... Um with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I've seen that one. That'll tear your fucking heart right out. Yeah, it's just like, yo, like, like I was saying in the last few episodes, like, yeah. the last couple of episodes before, it's like, if you're, like, homeless people that are, that make money, make money off of, like, you know, bumming, like, be, you know, panhandling, yeah. it's like, look, man, a lot of people make money if they have dogs and, or if they have kids. It's like, man, shit, if you really want to make money panhandling, which people do, uh, make a good amount of money here doing it, yeah. it's like, yo, just fucking panhandle with a baby holding a dog. <laughs> like that dude you make so much good fucking money doing that shit but yeah man those I, guess I gotta feed this baby and I don't wanna feed the dog to it yeah exactly you know what I mean and, and, and it's just it's, it's it's crazy man how shit works and I, I will know. say about John here's the thing about John Cena like I, I, I haven't had cable for like a month cause I'm a broke ass motherfucker but um I haven't so, watched uh, wrestling in a while, and like regardless of what his character's like, like if I ever met that dude, total respect to him, total respect yeah. because because of what he is, who he stands for. And it's also like you know, oh you oh change your character. It's like well, he's got integrity. He wants to like he understands that there's an audience there that looks to him in a way and says that this guy is you know like. He's he, John Cena. Weirdly enough, <laughs> is a positive force in the world, yeah. and he's a fucking wrestler. You know what I mean? But it's like what well, the things that he stands for. While adult fans might go like, "Oh, this is boring," and you're a pussy or whatever, not you know, like, yeah. how come you aren't doing like mean shit? Mm-hmm. No, he's he's doing honorable stuff. His character is an honorable guy, and in real life, he seems to be a genuinely honorable guy. And you know, again, he's not without his his problems, of course. Yeah. But like I, you know, I've I've heard personal stories. Like I sat on a plane next to a guy one time, uh, a few years back, who was from Massachusetts, and said his son was actually good friends with with John Cena, because I, I as far as I understand, John Cena went to a college in or near Springfield or something like that. Yep, yep. And so his 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 buddy his uh, son was friends with him, and John Cena came back to visit one time or whatever, and like they were hanging out and and and. Uh, these guys were giving his friend a problem, and John Cena was basically like, "Hey, look, like nothing should happen here, but like honestly, you guys got to calm the hell down. You know, you're getting upset for no reason. This guy's okay, this and that." And he was ready to like go to go to battle for this dude for his good good friend. Right, know? right, right. And 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 that just kind of when you hear things like that, it's like, look, he's trying to defuse the situation, but he's also saying like, if it comes to it, I got your back. You know, yeah. you're a good guy, and I got your back. And and. Again, nobody does more make a wish 
fulfillments than John Cena. Exactly. Period. I mean, that's amazing. Look at what we're seeing. Like, right now we're watching CNN. For those of you who can see us as we're recording channel live on News Channel 8, because yeah. I'm taking from Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. So those of you guys actually know what... Actually, I like the number three. So News Channel 3. So y'all uh-huh. see us on News Channel 3. Yeah. We're like actually... Ninja Turtles are watching. Yeah. It's like we're watching this woman who's volunteering to help the poor take care of its pets. And of course, she's a white woman. <laughs> because that's how they do. But wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, but see this woman here. See, that's what you see. This is a good deed that this person is doing. She's volunteering to help take care of pets. Teaching dogs how to high five. You know, I'm telling you, like these are some of the things that, and this right here will be a two minute segment, yeah. and then so you see this small segment in here, and then afterwards we're gonna see something about the presidential debates or something about fucking um uh what's the name yeah. um crazy ass fucking Hulk Hogan being racist. Uh, you'll see more racist shit, and then after that, more racist shit after that, and then <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh man, there's a shooting. And then after that, hey, look at all this racist stuff. Except that now this, they're <laughs> advertising for CNN heroes, yeah. but yeah, exactly, <laughs> CNN heroes with a racist but, twist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This former racist now yeah. is no longer racist. Yeah. Isn't he a hero? No. Yeah, it's, you know. it's you know what it boils down to. It's one of those things where. Not that, like, um, you know, helping uh, disadvantaged people take care of their pets is, is like, oh, standard and doing your job. But, like, when, when things go right and things go even better than right, mm-hmm. people just don't pay attention. Like, yeah, no, they don't. It's, it's they don't almost, pay attention to that shit. It's almost too good to be true. Kind of. But it feels that way. So but it's true. also, like, if you're at your job and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do, nobody's going to go... Good job, Rob. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do because you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. It's supposed to be un- unnoticeable. But if you go above and beyond, then people will, you know, like, oh, well, that was cool that you went and you know and helped out that person when you didn't really have to, or whatever. But if you fuck up, oh, forget about it. Yeah. Everybody notices and everybody talks about it and it gets spread and, and then your reputation, you know, takes a hit. Of course. That's of course. just the same thing with with the world and the news. Unfortunately, right. that's just the fucking way it is. Right. You know? It sucks. I just, dude, I mean, that's why, you know, some of the, I do some of the jokes that I did last night, and they, some didn't go over well, some do, some don't, whatever. One joke I do about people getting nice rain is one black dude with a hose. <laughs> right? I talk yeah. about it because it's like, you know, it's come from a guy who basically tried to denounce my race, man. Tried to yeah. tell me I wasn't black enough. Like people would tell me I'm not like I'm too light skinned to say the word nigga, or too light skinned to do this, or too light skinned to do that. It's like why are you putting me in a box, man? Mm-hmm. Let me do me. I'm not sitting there trying to say anything about you. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I got a problem with your skin color, which yeah. is really weird because a lot of people have had a problem with your skin color for a long time, and you, you should be not cool with that. Yeah, and the thing is, the dude that said it's like, yo, you darker than me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like what the fuck is you to come over here and legislate the word nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, listen, man, you don't know where I come from, what I do. All you know is that you and I have done comedy with each other for a while. Okay. You yeah. see me on there the way, goes. you know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden you yeah. think it's cool enough for you, I, I, it makes you uncomfortable. It's like, nigga, shut the fuck up, man. How about you get better jokes and step your game up <laughs> before you go ahead and say something about me? Because in all honesty, man, you ain't nowhere near the type of comic I am, mm-hmm. you know, and for you to even be that ignorant to say some shit like that, you're mm-hmm. not even the type of individual that I'm trying to be. Right. And that's not trying to be an asshole or nothing. Which is really, yeah, like, that's when you're nitpicky beyond compare to where, okay, obviously, like, the, the popularly held belief is that white people in particular shouldn't use the N-word, and, and, and not obviously not just in terms of, like, a negative way, but, like... They, you know, most people believe that they shouldn't throw it around in in like a 
cordial way either, you know, in the way that, like, you're, hey, what's up, you know. Now, <laughs> you've gotten so picayune with that word that even if you are actually black, if you're light-skinned, and maybe you don't exhibit certain personality traits that I suppose are typical uh, of, of black Americans that you're right. not allowed to say, like, in their mind, you don't, you haven't earned the right or whatever. Like, first of all, it's not a matter of earning anything. Like, you don't earn who you are culturally. Right. You're just born that way. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like, who are us to publicly mandate this shit? Yeah. That's the thing that drives me nuts. It's like, who are we to say some shit like that? Like, before we go, we're going to end off on a sad note here. Um, this is one dude named Frederick Weiss. Frederick oh. Weiss. Okay. He, he, um, his claim to flame was, actually, he was, um, his claim to flame was, fame. fame, I can't even talk, his claim to fame. Yeah. It's all right. And I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Drink. <laughs> he, uh, what happened? What was it? He, uh, he got dunked on by Vince Carter, I believe, in the 2004 Olympics. Oh, boy. Is 2000 Olympics? You're about to say he's dead, isn't aren't you? Listen, this is the crazy shit. Okay, he might as well be. He gets in your mind, yeah. Yeah, he gets dunked on this. I heard the story from um, Dan Levitard. I haven't read anything about it, but actually, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, what like Frederick? Now, what happened was, I guess it, I think it was the New York Times, where they wrote a story about how um, how he was after he got dunked on. They called the dunk of death as a oh, short documentary God. because what happened was this guy he was I think he's a Frenchman. When yeah. did this occur? This like it, what, during what? This was like um like I want to say like two thousand like I said like two thousand I want to say two thousand two thousand four one of those Olympics years. Or was it, it was in the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. And the cool, the crazy thing about it is like when he got dunked on, like Vince Carter jumped over him, and Fuck. and yeah, like he's like, like he is seven foot two. Frenchman white guy. Yeah, Frenchman white guy. Oh, that yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince Carter <laughs> jumped over him, and dunked on him, yeah, and it was on his head. Probably. No, 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 no. He legit fucking jumped over this guy, yeah. and it it was like the craziest thing in the world because for me. I when you see it like it's like oh shit you know like that, I can't believe Vince Carter jumped over a dude and dunked on him like for me it's like oh shit that's crazy yeah. but what happened was this was like the public hysteria that took place after it where people would shit on Off him with his head yeah yo yeah, that's, that's the guillotine yeah it felt like it like they shitted on let him. them eat cake right <laughs> and this is before social media became into play because <laughs> yeah. now what happens is we will like even I do it sometimes you find ways to shit on people fucking with them after a while right but this dude fucking dunks on him and then afterwards he fucking like he he was drafted like top five by the New York Knicks, which is my favorite team, and he was Frederick Vice. Yeah, Frederick Vice, and he was considered a bust because of the fact that he got dunked on. Mm -hmm. So it's like his credibility was shot because he, of one dunk, because of one fucking play, one because he happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, and the guy and people fail to realize that he led the team. He led the, the, the um he he led this um the French team to a silver medal. Yeah. Which is a great accomplishment for anybody. In the Olympics in basketball, yeah, yeah, for yeah, because yeah. the gold's always going to be America. Of course. Well, not now. Not now. No, no, was there, a was time. Like a, there was a period where it was yeah, because Cass was slipping in the club. Yeah. But then now, but, now, but, but it, like when it started, mm -hmm. and now, boom, yeah. it's guaranteed. Exactly. So it's like that takes place, and then 
you know, he was getting ridiculed on the street, man. He almost got to a point that like he went in a bad depression. Yeah. His wife was concerned for his personal well-being because yeah. she thought he was going to kill himself. Not just because he got dunked on, it was because of the public backlash that we put on him. That's people yeah. to just fucking with this guy and making him feel less of himself. And he has a child with autism, oh, right? And, and, it was, and he wasn't, I guess he felt so inadequate about himself that he just pretty much, he, his, his wife thought he was on the verge of suicide. Yeah. And I find that to be so like crazily, eerily in, like, introspective that this would take place off of a guy getting dunked. This is the world being a cruel place until we get attacked from the outside by something that's beyond our control. And, yeah. We attack each other. We mm-hmm. fuck each other up. And, and we, that's we don't yeah. think of the consequences. Mm-hmm. We, we, we relish in the anonymity of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a guy 400 miles away, like, or however far, whatever. Um, well, whatever, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've been driving. No, I'm saying I've been driving. So, that's the thing. Like there, there's, there's this wonderful sort of, not wonderful, unfortunate actually cushion of anonymity and distance and and all these sorts of things that come with commenting on the internet. And so, because of this one thing that happened, you know, in front of TV cameras. Uh, in a world audience. Yeah. An international audience. Yeah. And again, this is before, you said before, social media anyway, but yeah. still, like, because it was on TV, people shit all over this guy. And this, and this, and this is the thing, to sort of wrap this up. For people like Oregon Amy, yeah. the unlikeliest of places, lets me know that my feet are going in the right direction. And lets me know that there's things out there, there's people out there who just, you know, just want to be people. I mean, I don't know this woman, you know, mm-hmm. but I tell you one thing, for her to be able to give that feedback to us mm-hmm. and, 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 and have the heart to say something, lets me know that there's great things that people can do. And even something that's so small as her just commenting made, mm-hmm. made, a great, as a, as a, made my evening last night. I know I'll never, mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, forget mm-hmm. Oregon Amy. Exactly. And, and, and I appreciate it. Now, we're just hoping that there are more Oregon Amy's out there yeah. who will say whatever it is. Not just people that we know. We want people like, you know, some other people that we don't know. I mean, that's what we want. We want, we want people to be able to come up, give us feedback, say things. Because I was thinking about possibly, I, like, I want to do um, pretend, um, pretend slavery, which is called fantasy football. Yep. I want to start a fantasy football with some of our listeners, maybe. Maybe we get, like, um, a big pool of people in. Maybe we get, like, 16 people in. That could like, attract people mm. to actually say something. Yeah, you know, I, like, I would love to do, I will start, I will start an ESPN fantasy football league. Yeah. And whoever it is, the first X amount of people that put in for it, boom, that'll be our fantasy football league. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'd love to start that, because I don't even like fantasy football like that, but I want to engage with our listeners. Mm. So, we, as a, and we appreciate you guys, hopefully you guys will be into that. If anyone's into that, please let us know. I'll probably, I'm actually, I'll probably gonna start one anyways. But I just want to say this: thanks so much for listening to us. That's gonna be that's the podcast. We're gonna wrap it up after hours and change into it. Um, I'll be at Joker's Wild tonight. Yeah, we're gonna post this up right away. Actually, I'm post up right away. I just want to let you know, August fifth, I will be at the um, a Comics Comedy Club in uh, Foxwoods Casino. I'm doing a contest show for Last Comics Last Comics Standing Season Five. I'll be doing that. Um, I will also be at Pistol Pete's, I believe, in Norwich, Connecticut on a, August 8th. Um, also, August 14th, I will be back at Joker's Wild. Mm-hmm. So, those dates again, August 5th, I'll be at Comics Comedy Club over in um, over at Foxwood Casino. Um, 
uh, August 8th, I'll be at Pistol Pete's on, in, um, in Norwich, Connecticut on, on August 8th. And also August 14th, I will be at Joker's Wild again, um, appearing on a, um, on a showcase that's hosted by Dan Rivera. So please, guys, any more information that you want, guys want to know about that, hit me up. Um, hit us up on the Facebook page, and we'll definitely give you as much information as we can. And we appreciate you guys. Welcome, always welcome to Rob Studios. And, you know, as always, let's get these holes, baby. Enjoy your burrito.